0: Cakes and o's thirsty thursday continues now with the cyclone fanatic radio show we're now proudly presented by our friends at the iowa state university foundation right now iowa state students and faculty are giving their best to make our state and world a safer and healthier place your gift to iowa state can move what matters from opening doors to a great education and sharing iowa state's Best with the world. Make a gift at movewhatmatters.com. Now, for the latest on all things cyclones, here's your host, Cyclone Fanatics, Jared Stansberry.
1: Yo, it's a Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 FM, KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry, joined tonight on uh, on the program uh, by Cyclone Fanatic basketball analyst and former Iowa State basketball player Scott Christofferson. Scott, I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. We're moving on to Kansas state. I'm kidding. Yeah. We're that it is. uh, This is an exciting edition of the radio show because we're not going to do a corner three this week. I'm going to be traveling uh, to Minnesota. Well, actually as this show is on the air, I'll be on my way to Minnesota and hopefully just about there. And then, um, I'll be there tomorrow to go to the Sixers and Timberwolves game. So we're going to talk about Iowa State and West Virginia Wednesday night at Hilton Coliseum. And, man, I, uh, I've i been to a lot of games at Hilton Coliseum. I think that this one would probably have to rank near the very top because I, I just can't remember many times when Iowa State has snatched victories from the jaws of defeat in the way that they did in this game. in all-time performance from Isaiah Brockington with 35 points uh, including the game winning steal and layup with 22 seconds left. I, I don't even know where to start, Scott. It was, uh, it was something else, man. It was just, it, it was one that you, the game gets over and you look at everybody and you're like,
2: did we really just watch that happen? Yeah. There's a lot of elements to this game that I think make it special. And one that I can really relate to, you know, when you're part of a program that isn't coming off of a lot of success, and you're getting a chance to get the program back to the tournament. There is two of my favorite games that I've ever played in Iowa state. We're at Kansas state, my senior year. I do believe that that is probably the win that got us cemented in the tournament that year. And then Baylor at home, which I think even further cemented us. There is nothing more special than those wins that lock up the tournament bid for a program that is coming off of some of the seasons that, you know, we had leading up to that point and that they, they now have had leading up to this point. And so I just thought that that makes that for, as a player, those are games that you remember forever. You remember every little detail of those games and I'm just so happy for those guys. Um, and I mean, I didn't realize that you and I were going to have to question their ability to get the tournament to turn this team around, but I I, I'm, I'm happy to come on and officially say I was wrong that this team was dead in the water. I think they're definitely dancing now. And, uh, what a, what a special moment for these guys and for this program to kind of just, it's one thing to get there and get close, but once you finally punch through and you, you, you arrive, and I think this team has arrived where they're going to be playing in March. Um, I think this is a game fans will remember for a long time too.
1: Yeah. I think that we're going to be talking about this one for a, a really long time and all for, of the a
2: variety of reasons. Too. Yeah.
1: I would say for a lot of different reasons, a lot of different aspects. And I think, I mean, we got to talk about Isaiah, the, a legendary Only had five rebounds. Come oh, on, man. I, I know a, a legendary performance. Yes. Um, you talk about someone who just wills their team to a win and puts his team on his back, basically makes a decision at halftime that his team was not going to lose the basketball game. Scores 25 points in the second half. uh, I think made 10 of their 17 field goals after halftime. Just mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper. Went five of eight from three-point range. uh, And then, like I said, I mean, the steal at the end was an all-time play. I, I don't know some people just have a way of elevating their game in the moments when you need them most. And Isaiah Brackenton is one of those people that yeah. when the chips are down,
2: it's, I want that guy on my team every single time. And I think what's really cool for Isaiah, you know, coming into this year, he'd never, to my understanding in college, hadn't gotten a chance to kind of be the alpha of a team. And early on this year, it was very obvious early that he was their most talented and most important player. And early I could tell he was kind of figuring out getting comfortable being the guy. Cause it's a little different, right? Like when you're the, the guy, guess what? You're two for 12. You got to keep playing. You got to go out there and keep trying to make plays and keep taking shots. And not many players want that responsibility because it can become a burden. It takes a lot of guts and toughness and belief in yourself. And I thought, Early in the season, there were times I could tell he was uncomfortable doing that. I thought as the season progressed, he started to become more comfortable, but there still would be moments where I could tell it wasn't like, this is my team, get on my back. And I think over the last 21 to 28 days, he has really grown into, I am one of the best players in the country. I am one of the best players in this league, if not the best player in this league, get on my back. We are going to get this corrected. And I, I am telling you as a competitor and somebody that is a loves leadership, I have so much respect for what he's done. It's easy to respect making shots and being a great player, but for him to really embrace that leadership component of this and just owning this team I have so much respect for him, and that was a special performance. And he, this is a special season mm-hmm. that we are seeing. You know, comparing it to the, I mean, maybe like Melvin's senior year, and I know there's a, a other really great players in this program that people can look back and say they had really special seasons. We are seeing one of those. We're seeing a guy take a program go, go from two wins to being a team that not only can get into the NCAA tournament, but With what I've seen from this team the last couple of games offensively, they are going to be dangerous. I'm not saying they're going to the Final Four, but you are not going to want to play this team. You're not going to want them in your four-man tournament, your four-team tournament the first weekend in the bracket. Even if you're a one seed this year, you're you're not going to want to see these guys because they just have so much fight in them, and they've got one of the best players in the country who we just saw can literally take a team on his back and will them to victory. And there was a lot of other great performances. I don't want to lose sight of all of the, the team effort that it was, but uh, a lot of respect for him as a player and a, and, and a lot of respect for him as a leader.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when this thing's all said and done and, you know, we don't know what Isaiah is going to do, he will have the option to come back to Iowa State next year. But if he decides to walk away, I mean, it will be hard and go and move on with his life and go and be a professional. And he has every right to do that it will be really hard to sit here and say that he did not put together one of the greatest single seasons that a cyclone has ever put together. And man, to do it with, you know, not that there was no expectations, but I just think nobody knew, like we didn't know what to expect from him. How could you No. no, And how could you, and to see him continue to elevate his game every time that he needs to. And, man, just the swag that he plays with and the belief that he can instill in guys on his team. That's what's so fun to watch is Mm -hmm. when, as you know, when he starts to really get rolling like that, you can see it in his teammates that rubs off on them. You know, they're like, man, we believe we can win regardless of the circumstances because we got that guy on our team and the other team does not have that
2: guy, you know, and guys have a presence like that. He, he makes people around him better because they are more confident because they know he's got their back. And that, when I talk about leadership, like some guys are leaders where they're more vocal. I don't know if that is his thing or not, but I can tell when the, when he is out there and the team gets rattled, they look to him and they calm down when he just takes the thing over. Right. And, and and all of a sudden guys get back to playing within their game and get back in the rhythm and flow of things. And um there, you know, I don't want to take great players for granted, but there are a lot of guys that have a lot of talent, and great skill sets. There are very few players that have great skill sets and great talent and have that sort of a presence that they carry with them onto the court. And uh though those are the types of guys that are like my all-time favorite players. I mean, Mateen Cleves was one of the guys that made me want to be a college basketball player wasn't a dynamic shooter, wasn't an above the rim, you know, Russell Westbrook type of point guard. But man, when that guy was on the court, he made everybody around him better with his presence. And I think I've always been drawn to players like that. And to me, Isaiah has that for this team. And I just, I think as Cyclone fans don't take something like that for granted. Cause guys like that, even if they're five-star, they don't just come around every year that he's a five-star leader on the top on top of being uh great all-american type player.
1: Yeah. He's a, you know, we talked about that a lot with Iowa state football and it's the five-star culture and all those kinds of things. But like, you know, the guys like Mike Rose and Brees Hall, that word, you know, Brees Hall, maybe not as much, but Mike Rose, you know, a guy who was not overly highly recruited, you know, he would have gone to ball state if he hadn't gone to Iowa state. Uh, But he gets here and he becomes a big 12 player of the year. You know, he's one of the best linebackers in the country. He's an all-american. And He's one of those guys that, you know, he got that because he just works really freaking hard, you know, and people loved him and were drawn to him because they knew that he didn't have any of the built-in advantages of being a freak athlete or being someone that always had it handed to him because they were so highly touted. He had to go and earn it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about Isaiah is that he has not, he didn't come here with a bunch of fanfare you know, people were excited because people will get excited when they're going to get anybody new, but no one was sitting there like, Oh my gosh, we just got an all American, you know, you didn't, it's not like if you just went and signed Marcus Carr or Remy Martin or someone like that, who was one of those other big names in the transfer portal last year. Uh, But that makes it even more fun when all of a sudden it's like, Holy cow, this guy is way better than we ever could have imagined. he would be, you know? And I think back to like Mariel Shayok, who, when he transferred to Iowa state, you know, was coming from Virginia they play a weird style. Nobody really knew exactly what Mariel was going to be able to do, but he had to sit out that year. And then the amount of work, you know, he put into his game during that year. And he was just like psychotic about it, about getting better, you know? And then the next year he comes out and he leads the big 12 in scoring. He's first team, all big 12, one of the best players in their country. One of the best scorers that Iowa state's ever had. And it's like, you're like, man, that's what the value of hard work is when no one is watching, you know? And you can tell that Isaiah puts that time in when nobody else is watching. And that's why I think his teammates are drawn to him is because your team becomes really dangerous when your best player is also your hardest worker, you know? And that's what Iowa State's got right now, is their best player is their hardest worker. And that rubs off on everybody else. You wanna work harder because if that guy who is already way better than everybody else is working that hard, then what excuse do you have to not work hard?
2: And as a coaching staff, it makes your job much more enjoyable when your best, most talented player is your hardest worker. Because on every team, whether people like it or not, the 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 talent, the most talented player, everybody looks to them in some form or fashion. Maybe not always for leadership, but they're they're at least looking, and they set the standard right of how things are going to be most of the time. And so when you're a coach and you you have an all American st- type of player who is also an all American type of worker and all, you know, all American type of off the court, on the court guy. It, you don't have to talk about culture. You don't have to talk about tone setting every day. Cause he already does it. Now you can just go get into the X's and O's and executing your stuff and building your habits. And I just think I, I, I TJ was clearly the right guy to bring back to rebuild this thing. And Isaiah was clearly the right guy to bring back to build this thing around. And to watch that, you know, relationship and that marriage kind of come together and and bring the life back into to Cyclone Nation on the men's basketball side uh is just uh it's special. Yeah.
1: Talking Iowa State men's basketball here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation on the Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh man, and that kind of takes me into another point that I wanted to make. I, this team came at the perfect time for this program and it just is everybody needed something to believe in you mm-hmm. know and that was always the thing that was so special before it, about going to Hilton Coliseum is it didn't matter what the circumstances were you believed because you knew the guys on the floor had given you so many reasons to believe you know mm-hmm. and for a while we had not had many of those reasons. They just had kind of gone away, you know? And and there, there'd been so many times that you had seen them let you down or they had let you down that you stopped believing a little bit. And you start to get apathetic of like, man, they're probably going to let me down, you know? Well, and you expect it. And now like this team isn't perfect. They're not nope. the most talented, but man, they give you a reason to believe because somehow they just get it done more often than they don't. And it's just like, when you, when you write them off, it's like you said, when you write them off, that's exactly when they're going to come back and do something that you never expected them to do. And that's what like gives you a reason to believe is you can't count them out because they're going to keep fighting and they're going to keep battling and they're not going to stop believing in what they can do. And that's what's, that's what Hilton magic is at the end of the day is it's 14,000 plus people deciding we're not going to quit, you know, And until that final horn sounds, we're going to have a chance because no one in this building is going to give up. And that's, what's like that. I was sitting there last night and I was like, man, no one in this building has given up on the idea that Iowa state could win this game. And.
2: Oh, I, I, they, when they were going back 10, 12 points early in the second half, you know, West Virginia was, they'd get 10, they they'd get a 10 point lead, 12 point lead. And I was sitting there with my wife watching the game. And I'm like, if Iowa state can just make two shots and get a stop, I'm like Hilton magic will do the rest. I'm like, cause this crowd will just have this infectious energy and get into the game. And it'll lift these players up. Cause they're, you know, look, the first 20, 25 minutes of the game, give West Virginia credit. They brought the fight to us. They outplayed us. And, and but I knew I'm like, I could, cause Iowa State wasn't having proud. They were making some shots. They were scoring enough. So I'm like, if they can just get two, make two shots and get a stop, this, this thing is going to be a game. And right after that, I think Gabe hit a three, and then someone else hit a three. might have been Tyrese. Isaiah. Tyrese did. Okay, and they got it back to six. And I'm just like, Iowa State is going to win this game. And that's, I, I tweeted out, like, I'm like, all right, Hilton Magic, it's time to take it over. dude. And they did.
1: This is one of the – I don't know if I'll ever forget this. It was so loud after Tyrese made that three. West Virginia takes a timeout and they come out and they do the five for 35 shooting contest. And the guy makes five three pointers and wins the, the lawnmower and the crowd was electric and it was perfect. The perfect time for that because the crowd had gotten really amped up. And then Western Virginia immediately takes the time out to try and get the crowd to quiet back down. And then the guy comes out and wins the tractor and they, and it didn't allow the crowd to stop cheering and stop. i get that guy,
2: a complimentary weed. whacker oh. too. I mean, he played too big of a role in the outcome yes. of that game to not have the weed whacker with the lawnmower. Oh yeah. They need to everything. He needs to get whatever the next
1: step up is on the lawn tractor. Like he needs to get the deluxe version at this point, because I, it kept all of the momentum in the building and it, completely, it completely balanced out what West Virginia was trying to do by taking that time out. It kept everybody engaged. It kept everybody fired up. And then all, and then, I mean, it was so back and forth from that point, you know, but just no one ever was not engaged
2: in what was happening on the floor. I, and I got to share something. One of the coolest things for me to watch this year when I did the second game of the year against Oregon state, like, okay, I I was aware that things had not gone well the last couple of years for Iowa state, but I wasn't watching every game and talking to you and Chris and interacting with people on Twitter. So, you know, you're busy with your life. You don't really, I just remember, even when we stunk when I played at Iowa state, there was still, the fans were into it. They were upbeat, like late into the year, they were still into it. And when I was getting ready to go and announce the Oregon state game, I got there pretty early and I was talking to his different fans and I was like, what happened to this place? Like I'm talking to the fans and they were very appreciative that Iowa state beat Kennesaw state appreciative of how hard, how hard the team played, but like their belief in having any sort of expectations of the team. There wasn't a person I talked to that would come out and say, they thought the team was going to win more than 10 games. Mm -hmm. They kept saying like, I just hope we play that hard this year when we're getting beat. And to see this fan base have something to kind of rally it and get Cyclone Nation on the men's basketball side back to what it what it it deserves to be, what it's always been. What I remember it being, even during the tough years, has just been such a cool experience to watch and be a part of. Um, because it's been a crazy couple of years in basketball, but outside of basketball and to see people have something to be passionate about and excited about and bring people together again. And I mean, that's what this team has done. They brought everybody back together. They brought everybody back into, to believing in Iowa state basketball and I just think that that's – there's almost like a Hollywood storyline to it in that regard, in addition to this team winning games and and, and going and playing in postseason play.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it it made what was, frankly, not a very – it was a tough night last night, I think, for the entire world, frankly. But it it – for me, like going home, you see the things that are happening around the world, and you're like, man – I care about like I that stuff's horrible and like I care about those things but it's really hard for me to not be
2: happy right now after what I just experienced you know and and, and I mean the the, the Iowa State I'm telling you as a player like the greatest recruiting tool that Iowa State has is its fans yeah and to see the fans have like trust the team again trust the program again that's what it felt like to me it felt like the fan base felt abandoned by the by the men's basketball team like we don't want to get our hopes up for you because we feel like you're just going to pull a no show and let us down. And this team has been like the perfect remedy to that. And just seeing everybody come back and being excited about it and knowing how much this place means to TJ. I mean, this is more than just a job for TJ, right? Like this is where he got his start in major college athletics. This is his basketball home. It's just been, I'm so happy for the entire program. I'm so happy for the fan base. I'm part of the fan base, but To just see people be filled with joy over this team is so cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're still just scratching the surface of this game, so we'll keep talking about it when we come back on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation on Moines Sports Station, 106.3 FM KXNO.
0: Hi Cyclone fans, this is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones.
3: Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive
0: gets crazy with my twins and a husband who works 80 hours a day, I mean a week, and I decided to start my own business on top of it, which is insanely crazy, but thanks to the Iowa Clinic, it was easy to see my doctor, and when I get there, she listens to me, so I feel like I have a partner, and before I know it, I can get back to my crazy busy, insanely busy life where I have a busy business, busy husband, busy twins, oh no, where's the other one? Oh, I'm holding her. Anyway, with same-day appointments and online scheduling, the Iowa Clinic is care how you want it. Visit iowaclinic.com.
4: Hey, y'all. Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out there's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
0: Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world and... And don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall from everyone at Cyclone fanatic. I'm Chris Williams saying Thank you to our state's great pork producers.
1: The Cyclone fanatic podcast network is now fueled by the Mississippi river distilling company. It is located in a Iowa and owned by cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone fanatic? Well, Away, you can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road Bourbon or the very popular Iowaish Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So, cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones! Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO. Jared Stansbury and Scott Christophersons talking Iowa State Men's Basketball. The Cyclones win over West Virginia last night. Uh, we talked a lot about Isaiah Brockington, just some of the overarching things from this game. But, man, we we did not talk about Gabe Kalsher. Uh, and, you know, Gabe has had an up-and-down season. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Last night, I thought he hit two of the biggest shots of the year uh, with the back-to-back three-pointers that made it 77 to 76 uh, and pulled Iowa State within one. Uh, and then to answer that right again, West Virginia went down, got two free throws and then comes back and hits a three, another three-pointer from nearly the same exact spot. Iowa State ran actions to get him some shots. And a guy who has been as inconsistent of a shooter as I think I've ever seen at Iowa State, to hit those two shots at that time, I mean, the kid is, you know, I wrote it, onions. Like, I, I don't know what other word can even describe it. It was It was so gritty and so tough, like, I, I can't have anything but respect for that kid because he just, he has had every reason to not have confidence in himself. And he stepped up and hit two massive shots at a time when his team really needed him and
2: respect, respect. Had, That's all I have saying that his shooting percentage over the last month, I don't know the particulars on that. He's played a lot better the last month. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that, you know, it seems like Gabe has kind of come to peace with internally is how to let the game come to him. And you see him making better cuts and getting baskets that way, putting the ball on the floor for one, two, maybe three dribbles to, to get a shot for himself or another, a teammate Uh, taking threes in rhythm. And it's great to see a young guy make those adjustments in the season when things are not going well for you. Early on, I thought he was forcing it a little bit. He looked a little uncomfortable. Um, He was taking shots that I, you know, just weren't high percentage shots for him. And to kind of let that go and make the adjustments in season and really find his game in the last 30 days, I think, I'm really happy for him personally. I'm really happy for what he did last night. This team does not win that game without, as great as Isaiah played, and that was an all time performance. This game does not this team does not win that game without Gabe playing the way he did and I think if he can continue to play the in, in, within the confines of the, what he has in the last 30 days, he could be an X factor as we go to these last three games and get on into March because I don't think he's going to be a 15 20 point a game guy but he could be a 10, 12 point a game guy that shoots a quality percentage. We know how great he is on the defensive end. He's been awesome as a guard rebounding, getting after loose balls. And now you get him and Tyrese kind of being around that 10, 12 point a game, him doing the things he's doing. Tyrese dishing out nine assists last night. This team starts to look a lot different when you get three guards playing quality basketball consistently and are playing efficiently um, in addition to the things they do defensively. And again, all they've got to do is get the game to the last four minutes and get the ball to Isaiah and get the, you know, what out of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a if, if this team can get to the last four minutes of the next three games and whoever else they play, I feel good about coming down the stretch, the way they defend and what I Isaiah can do to create shots for himself and others to close games out. I feel very good about their chances. If they can get to the last four minutes and the game is tied. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that this game was a perfect encapsulation of what
1: we talked about the last couple of weeks of just do your job, you know? Correct. Outside of Isaiah, it was, and and then Gabe had 17 points. Like no one was, no one else was overly prolific as far as scoring the ball, but they just did their job, you know, and they didn't do a great job of doing their job sometimes. West Virginia had 12 offensive rebounds. Uh, Mm -hmm. They had nine offensive rebounds in the first half. But man, then you come back, give up only three offensive boards in the second half. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over a single time in the second half of the game. I, I don't know if that's ever happened when Iowa State has played against West Virginia, have zero turnovers in a 19 20 minutes.
2: Nine turnovers for the game. Yeah. But the way that West Virginia approached that game too, basically daring the refs to call a hundred fouls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, do your job. The only people who didn't do their job at a high level was the, was the officiating crew, but that's a, that's a whole other story. They, they did not have a good night the entire night, but uh, the second half was better than the first half. But yeah, it was, it was a perfect do your job and go out and execute type of game. And man, we've seen it these last couple of nights, Iowa state's offense has gotten better these in the last two weeks. And I don't, I don't Ooh. know like what to attribute that change to, But man, these guys are just are playing to their game plan so much better than what they were two weeks ago.
2: Well, they're, they're attacking more. They're not playing or there was a point in this season where offensively we were, I felt like we were playing to not lose Mm -hmm. and they've abandoned that where they're, they're attacking more. They're being, they're being deliberate. So they're playing complimentary basketball, but within their half court sets, once they get into their motions and stuff guys have much more clarity on when to attack and what is within their, what's within their ability level to attack. So Tyrese is playing within himself. Gabe is playing within himself. Isaiah is being more aggressive and assertive, driving the basketball and shooting can be such a fickle thing. I'm just telling you, I've never seen good shooting teams play bad offense and get away with it and still shoot well. So they were playing really poor offense, tentative offense for several weeks, and it was manifesting itself into some really, really poor shooting performances where they were shooting a high volume of threes. As we've seen them attack and stop thinking so much and start getting downhill and playing inside out, all of a sudden this team doesn't seem like quite so bad of a a three-point shooting team. Well, They didn't just all of a sudden learn how to shoot. Right. Yeah, I went ten of nineteen from three last night. I mean,
1: just think how many of those nineteen were wide open. You know, that were or were kickouts and things mm-hmm. like that. That were just good shots. I mean, almost all of them. There was only maybe two or three that I sat there and I was like, yeah, I don't know if that was the best shot you could have gotten out of that possession. You know, like they were all good looks. And there were even times where I think Isaiah caught the ball out on the on the perimeter that you know, earlier in the year, he might've just fired it up, but he's driving and attacking these guys. And he, you know, he got that Sean McNeil matched up on him uh, some points late in the game. And every time he was on him, I said, go at him, go at him, make that guy guard you. And what's he do, he, I mean, a kid couldn't guard him like, no way the kid's going to stop him. And then for the one where he goes around him, you know, George kind of gets it, kicks it out on a, in transition and Isaiah gets past him and, and throws it down on the six foot 10 kid. Like that was a, that was it right there. Cause he had an open look from three, probably could have shot, but he put the ball on the floor and he attacked and man, he threw down a hammer and I was like, and it was a momentum changer, you know,
2: and it was like, it was uh... I'm not just a first team, all big 12 player. You might want to include me in on the player of the year in the conference conversation type of play. He should be, he should be. And he won't, he won't
1: win the, the conference player of the year because they're not going to finish high enough in the standings, probably for him to get that recognition. But man, find me a player in college basketball. That means more to their team than Isaiah Brockington does. You
2: could, can't could him and uh, uh, is it a Kaji? I don't, I want to make sure. I pronounce Agbaje. It. Agbaje. 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 It's okay. So him and Agbaji. I think that those two should be co-player of the year. I think there's a case. Kansas is not a final four team without him. They, this is not as, as, as balanced of a Kansas team as I've seen in the past, but they've got a chance to get to a final four because Christian Braun's playing really well, but he, because of how good he has been. And I, I don't have a problem with him being given those honors, you know, senior comes back, does all the right things, you know, just everything that is great about college basketball. I can't say enough positive things about him but Isaiah Brockington has led the charge on one of the most dramatic turnarounds in college basketball in recent history. Mm -hmm. And has literally just put this team on his back and said, we're going to the tournament. I will not allow us to spoil the start we got off to. And the other guys are coming with them and doing their part too. I don't want to make it all about Isaiah, but like, so he won, I think is a final four team. One is a program that has resurrected itself in one year. And I think both players for that reason, should be co big, big 12 player of the year. I think that's a fair case. If at,
1: at the bare minimum, Isaiah will be, he has to be unanimous first team, all big 12. And I think he's got to be the unanimous newcomer player of the year in the league. I mean, I don't don't know. I I, I don't know how it could be anybody else. I I think there's even a case that you could make him the defensive player of the league defensive player of the year in the league at this point, because what he Mm -hmm. did last night, that's the thing I didn't even mention what he did last night on Taz Sherman, who's one of the best scorers in the big 12, he Taz Sherman was not even a factor in the basketball game because Isaiah Brockington decided he wasn't going to be. And that's what I think. That's what in my mind, if we want to sit here and talk about great seasons and great players at Iowa state, what sets him apart. It's not only the fact that he's a great offensive player. He's a great defender as well. He's as good of a two way player as Iowa state's had in the time that I've been covering this program. And I, I mean, I think that he has to be on the short list as the best that they've ever had.
2: My, my two favorite all-time college basketball players, Melvin Ejim and Jarrell McNeil Those two guys that I got to play with the greatest competitors on both ends of the floor that I've ever played with. I do not, I rarely will ever compare anyone to either of them because those two guys were special people and special players. Both of them will have their jerseys retired at their respective universities. Isaiah Brockington is, he's in that comparison. Like that's a that's a fair, legitimate comparison in my view. And it's not just because he's a talented guy. It's because he's a talented, skilled leader. And uh, you're not going to find a bigger Isaiah Brockington fan than, than me. I have so much respect for that guy. Scott, we'll uh, we'll let you
1: go with that. We're going to hear from Bill Fenley, So we're we're bumping out the, the B team to get the A team with Chris Williams and Bill Fenley in here to, to talk some Iowa State women's hoops. But we'll uh, we'll catch up with you here down the road. Sound good, bud? Sounds good, man. All right. We'll talk to you guys again soon. We'll toss it off to Chris and Bill when we come back here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
0: number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that
2: Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa pork producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org.
1: Cycle Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones!
3: Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B. and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual patent golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B. Clothing on 86th Street in Clive.
4: Hey, Cyclone fans. Ever wondered how we could use our Cyclone spirit for the greater good? If we each give a little, together, we can multiply the power of our gifts to help Iowa State University students when unexpected needs arise. Your gift can make the difference in helping a student finish out the semester or keep an internship experience within reach. To make a gift, and to move what matters for Iowa State students, go to isufoundation.com.
0: Hey guys, it's Williams here from Psycho and Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Psycho and Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and then we return. We like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town. But they're Psycho and Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today. And tell them Cyclone Fanatic
3: sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmi and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Um, Go Cyclones.
1: Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansbury, but we're going to toss things off to Chris Williams. He sat down with Iowa State women's basketball coach Bill Fennelly Earlier in the day on Thursday, to uh, hear more about his team and their run here towards the end of the regular season, hoping to win a Big 12 regular season title. You can catch the full interview right now on the Cyclone Fanatic homepage.
0: All right, Coach. Well, okay. First thing I wanted to bring up is I was watching your game. I've watched it twice already. You'd be proud of me by 9 a.m. I've I've already, you may as well put me on the staff. I may as well get paid for this.
5: Skip the second quarter.
0: (laughs) I was watching it from Hilton. Last night while I was covering the men's game and then I watched it again this morning. And the one thing that came to me is, so the, the Kansas women are having a phenomenal year. Like it's, they've been a really neat story in the big 12. I really like watching that team play. I have followed them and I've been cheering for them along the way. And as empty as that arena was when you guys were there last night, it made me one sad for them, but two really just appreciate what we have. At Iowa State, because the the atmosphere that you get at an Iowa State women's basketball game is unrivaled, and I it just I always appreciate it, Coach. But it stood out to me last night when I was watching that game because I expected Allen Fieldhouse to be more full than it was to support this team with a top ten team coming to town, and, and it just really it, it didn't translate, and it made me thankful. I guess. What do you have to say to that?
5: No, I think that's true. I mean they they had a decent crowd for them, and actually we had a really good cheering section. The whole town of Clapham, Kansas was there. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's, it's true.
5: Emily Ryan, so that helps, but you're, you're right. And that's one of the things, Chris, that um, we talk about a lot. As you know, I talk about it all the time, but it really is an easy thing to remind our players of when they go on the road and then compared to what happens when they come to Hilton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think those are things that, you know, you you don't take it for granted, but I think this team or the last few teams, like, well, that's what happens at Hilton. And it always happened that way. And you know how it is just like in your business, you know, you weren't doing this at this level when the first day you started and, you know, it's like, it's, it's a work in progress. And, and I tell our players, I tell my staff marketing and recruiting to me, you do it every day. It's like breathing or you die. Mm -hmm. And we just, the women's game's different uh, and we have to work hard at it. We have worked hard at it and our fans have responded and it's been, you know, we had a phenomenal crowd for the OU game, which is great. And looking forward to hard to believe we only have two more at home. So yeah. um, hopefully we'll, we'll have a good crowd uh, Saturday and then turn around and play Monday.
0: Well, um, your, your team is, I, I could see it at the end of last year coach, the, there, there, there seem to be some extra buzz there's you're always supported but extra buzz people really enjoy watching this particular group play and then it's all really come together I, I don't I don't like doing this because you've had so many great teams but this might be my favorite team to watch that you've had like just the way that they play the way that they play for each other and I like watching you too like you I've I've been a long been an admirer of yours. And you just look like you're having so much fun out there. Like it, it seems, like, so that's probably why it's flown by. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've had seasons where it's like, Oh man, when's this going to end? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. am I to something? <laughs>
5: yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, no, I'm, I love this team. I love coaching them. Um, uh, it's, you know, someone told me a long time ago, the days go slow and, uh you know the the months and years go fast, you know, and you're seeing that with little Cammy and um, you know, that that's life. But this group has been so much fun. You're right. I think what, you know, the way the season ended last year um was was disappointing. But I think our kids learned a lot. Um and the other thing I think I, I think people saw our team and they man, they look like a fun team, but they didn't get to watch them play. Yeah. You know, with the COVID stuff. So I think the idea of Emily Ryan back and Lexi Donarski back and knowing that Ash was going to break the scoring record. And, and then, Oh, and I, now I get to go watch them. Um, And, you know, obviously the excitement that's back at Hilton on the men's side too. I mean, basketball is energized. And, and so we've, we've always fed off of that. I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, I'm the biggest football fan there is. I'm the biggest men's basketball fan there is. I'm the biggest wrestling fan there is. Because those things are going well, we, we benefit too. There is a residual yeah. impact to that. The fans are excited and they want to. They just want to go where Iowa State's playing, and uh, that's certainly been the case this year. We've got a great turnout, and uh, really, really appreciate the the commitment our fans continue to make for this group.
0: On that, on that note, I'm excited for a little throwback, Kansas City. Like this, is going to be old school coming up in a couple of weeks. No matter what happens, just to get everybody back together in one spot, it's going to be fantastic.
5: You know, we, we talk about it a lot. And like you said, you know, two years, you know, two years ago, we literally were walking onto the practice court. Mm-hmm. Literally, I you know, like, the kids were like 10 feet from grabbing a basketball. And, man, the Big 12 comes running out and shuts the world down. Yeah, right,
0: right after one of the biggest wins in program history, too. You had all yeah, that daily, momentum. Yeah.
5: Yeah. We, we, we beat Baylor and get, you know, which pretty much locked up a spot in the tournament. We go down, we go to the men's game. Um, they played Oklahoma state, I believe in the tournament yep. and we get back to the hotel. And I spent the whole night on the phone with Callie Sanders and everybody's like, this isn't going in a good direction. And so, Hey, you don't get to play in Kansas city. And then last year, you know, you're in your little bubble thing and, it was surreal. I'm, I'm glad we got to play. Uh, the Big 12 did a great job of allowing us to play. But you're right. I mean, Kansas City is the most unique, special environment. Uh, you know, Jamie Pollard and Kelly Sanders are the two people that have banged on the table to keep these tournaments together uh-huh. uh, longer than anyone even wanted to fight that fight. And uh, and with the enthusiasm of the men's team, it's it's going to be a great. Like you said, it's a great event. No matter what happens, it's it'll be fun to. They better get the, – uh, the, the, the bars in Kansas City better get ready. You know they, they haven't had to do this for a while, so I hope they're doing some marketing and, and getting ready to get after it a little bit.
0: Well, I have a tip, and I, I actually gave my old man – this is what my parents are doing, Coach. They're going to go down to Kansas City for the week, and they got all session passes for the women's tournament. It's very affordable. And then, like, if the men play at a different time, then you go buy the individual one for the men's. And they – Right, because those those tickets can get out of control in oh. Sprint Center with Kansas being there and whatnot. Like, yeah. I I would uh, – if I was just going as a fan, that's what I would do. I would go to all the women's games and then hope that I can catch a men game and get a bargain ticket or something like that. Cause, yeah,
5: oh, I, that, but, that's a great idea because I, I, I think that's the way to do it. Unless you're just – locked in and you want to go to all the men's games. But I mean, the cost of that stuff thing
0: is it's not worth It's it. a
5: little prohibitive for most people. And so, yeah, you just, you, you go to some women's games if you want to, or, you know, you just play, that's the team I want to see. And there's always a way to get a ticket as you know, but yeah, that, that's a great piece of advice. And, and if you're bored, go down the street to have a cold one down the street, somewhere in the plenty, power and light. District. plenty
0: of places for that. No doubt about yeah, that. Man. And I, I think too, that municipals like it, of all the games that I've covered, like arenas, that might be like one of my two or three favorites. I really just, that place is just special. Feels
5: oh, it's different. a great facility. And obviously it's got so much history and, you know, they, there's been a lot of great players and a lot of great teams that have played in there. And I always find it a little bit um, disturbing or or I don't know what the appropriate word is at some coaches in our league. You're like, Oh, we, you know, it's not nice enough. It's not this enough. It's not fancy enough. Well, if that's the case, we should never go to fog Allen. We should never go to Cameron indoor stadium. You shouldn't go to those places. Um, you know, if that's what we're worried about, but I just think it's such a cool event. The the facility, it's the perfect size for a women's tournament. You can walk over to, you know, uh, to the men's games. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great, great thing. The hotels are convenient it just has a real, real tournament feel to it. And uh, I I think our kids are really excited. And like you said, Chris, I think our fans are going to be out of their minds because (laughs) I mean, when you love to do something and our fans love to do that, like go to bowl games and when you haven't been able to do it for two years, man, you're ready to go now. And, uh, and I think it'll be, it'll be fun and, uh, and hopefully TJ can, you keep it rolling, get out of that first eight nine game, which looks like they're heading that direction. So yeah, yeah. that would help to save you an extra night of hotels and go down a day later and get after
0: it. Yeah, I'm fired up. I miss the old days where it's like, and I I I love what I do too, Coach. And I loved where it's like, all right, men's game's over. Now we got to start prepping for the women's game. Right? It's just a it's an unexplainable feeling. The the rush you get. That was like four or five days down there, and oh yeah, yeah. And, and then, no, of and and Iowa State fans, like you said, like they'll. It doesn't matter like how good the teams are. Like they've got their hotels booked years in advance to be at the Big Twelve tournament in Kansas City. And when the women are there, it's an extra energy. Like there's there's never downtime. You've always got mm-hmm. you've always got a game to get to and a game to prep for, and yeah, it'll be fun. Well, okay, so before then, you've got games left, right? Yep. And you. I'm, I'm not going to, I know you're a superstitious guy. I'm not going to talk too much about it. We got a championship to be playing for and thinking about here <clears> in the next couple games. Um, But I, I, I think coach Tube, my, my deal, I've got to travel with you guys. Some, I don't know this group as well as I have ones in the past, but I always tell people like women's basketball to me is like the, it's, it's what amateur college athletics represent to me. Like when I, I we've, Like again, like we'd, we'd land in Morgantown and your girls would go straight to study table like that. I mean, it's like a real thing. I love this group and I want them to be rewarded, not just for having a great year, but I mean, they, they really like, and I even think about last year, like when dark times, right? Like they brought a lot of light to a lot of people watching Iowa state women's basketball play. And I just, I want to make a push for them and I want to get the stands as full as possible Uh, On Saturday against Texas Tech at one, but a huge one on Monday night and uh, Baylor coming to town. It's a six o'clock tip. It's a little bit early, but I mean, that game could be, and I'll I'll say this so you don't have to, that game could be for the big 12 championship on Monday night. And we, I didn't want to, I want to hammer this to people how important this stretch run is for you guys. Now you have a road trip to West Virginia a week from Saturday on the fifth, and that is never an easy place to play. I've called way too many games in Morgantown to <laughs> to take that one for granted.
5: Even though you know the gun's coming, it yeah. still scares oh. a living. Oh, the yeah. G-Bitani, when that guy shoots that. Oh, yeah. Out. And you know it's coming.
0: Yeah. And they turn the lights out, too. So then, like, you just you don't know, like, where it's coming from. But I mean, coach, I, I, it's just been a. It, it looks like from the outside, oh, this has been an easy year. The cyclones have been breezing. It's been a challenging year. You had the you know, the whole thing in the middle, uh, the COVID situation, like, and I didn't know how you guys would bounce back from all that. Right. And it seems to me like the ladies have just really molded back together. And there wasn't like this, Oh, two week thing where we're out of sync because um, we didn't have everybody. Right. Like, it's just been such an impressive year to me and I want them to be rewarded for that.
5: Well, I I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on and, um, this group has done a great job, Chris. And, um, you know, that was a hard week. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard in a lot of ways. Um, not just because we got pounded twice, Uh Um, but there's a lot of things that go into it. And and we spent a lot of time talking to our team about there's a lot of people's lives have been affected by, you know, the COVID stuff and, people have lost businesses and and obviously people, have, you know, lost loved ones and missed graduations and weddings. And all right, we missed one week. Let's, let's bow up here and grow up and, and move on. And, and that only happens when you are connected on the front end. And, and, and that's the word I've used with this team a lot, Chris, is that it's, they're very connected. Um, they, they get along great. Uh, every team when you're together, as much as a basketball teams together, you're going to have your moments. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we love our kids. We love our spouses, but there's probably moments where it's like you and, you know, there's a little struggle there, but yeah. it doesn't mean you don't love them any less and you get through it. And our team has done that. Uh, they're very balanced on the court. They're very balanced off the court. Uh, they show up, they do their job. Uh, uh, I think we've, we've practiced like 111 times and I take really, really copious notes on every practice and i think there's been two times literally two times where i thought they just absolutely didn't show up Hmm. now i didn't i'm not saying we didn't there's a lot of days we didn't practice very well yeah but we showed up and we competed and and that's what i keep saying it's like life you got to show up you got to compete you got to do your job learn and get to the next day and it's it's a it's a tribute to how they've gotten to this point and it's hard to believe we're down to the end. And, and and just so you know, and and you you do such a great job with the fan base. I get a lot of emails that why are we playing at the same time as the men? We can't control stuff. As you know, TV dictates a lot of things in life. Um, And unfortunately we both play at one o'clock on Saturday. So um, it
0: doesn't matter anymore. You can do what I did last night. I mean, I, I didn't miss a minute of your game Um, and, and the men's game lasted like four hours, too. Your game was about oh. over by the time that thing ended. So that,
5: that we were, I was joking with Billy and Carp, and um, I'm like, well, the guys play at six. We play at seven, <laughs> and they were like, well, in about the same time because we're playing West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. It's like that might—that that is the most frustrating thing. We're trying to watch our men play,
2: and oh, the game yeah.
5: before it is a West Virginia game. It's I'm awful. like, well, you know, we're hey." to uh, – We'll see you in halftime. Oh yeah, it's never going to start on time.
0: No, ever. no, it's uh, it's very predictable, and it has been ever since they entered the league. I want to give a shout out to a young lady who, she was just a freshman when I was working with you guys, uh, is Morgan Kane in the development and just the pure effort. She was one of my favorites when I first met her, and I've just. I only wanna say I don't want to say I'm surprised, coach. You're not where yeah, you're you, at. You you can say that. Yeah, like maybe I am. Like um
5: I think everyone everyone is saying that.
0: She you're not where you're at without her. And she's not gonna oh. get the uh headlines and she's not getting Big Twelve player of the week, none of that. But just the constant grind and hard work of that young woman to get where she is and such a big part of your team. I, I just think she deserves some special recognition because she has been an incredible piece to this journey
5: oh no question and and again that's a great observation and um when i was doing the radio show the other night john walters made a comment similar to that and he said ames is turning into motown um, <laughs> that's i mean great. Mo, mo is just she's one of those kids chris that you're right we were rarely didn't know what was going to happen we you know we lost chris and Scott. Our post game was going to be in flux, and that kid has worked so hard. And Coach Dyer and Coach Shabin have worked with our post kids every single day. And you're right. She's not going to be an all-Big 12 player. She, I don't know that she's ever been to a press conference. Um, but there's no way we are where we are without her.
1: Once again, you can catch that full interview right now on the Cyclone Fanatic homepage or on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast feed on any of your podcast uh, platforms. We will talk to you guys again soon. We'll be back same time, same place next week from six to seven here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 FM, KXNO.